Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Junkies. I'm Steph. I'm Michelle. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> and then we will stop and think about it. Really? <laughs> and happy birthday. Thank you. How was your birthday? It was awesome. I leveled up. I took the day off of work so that I could um, sleep in was the plan, but that didn't end up happening because I released book three of my trilogy. So instead of sleeping in, I swear I rolled over when my alarm normally goes off. And then I was just like checking messages and comments and things like that from there. So sleeping in didn't necessarily happen. But part of my plan was just to kind of like lazily get ready, go get coffee, come back and you know, just chill, which is what I did. So that was perfect. And then for me as an introvert, I hate the part of birthdays where you have to sit there awkwardly and let people sing happy birthday to you. But I got to avoid that this year. So it was perfect. I loved that I didn't have to deal with that this time. (laughs) I'm going to tell you as an extrovert, I hate it as well. There is nothing more awkward than everybody looking at you and they sing and they're just staring at you. And you're looking around like, what do I do? And you're immediately embarrassed. Yeah. And you're just like, what do I do? Yep. Do I sing along? Do I look obnoxious? Do I, I don't know. How do I not spit on the cake when I blow out the candles? Right. I think that from (laughs) now on, there will probably not be candles on cakes. I think it's going to, COVID's going to have changed that. I'm fine with that. I am too, because especially when you have kids in the family and they blow it out and, you know, they're spitting all over it and I don't like spit cake. Yeah, me neither. So I'm like, that's fine with me if you give them a little cupcake that's got a candle and tell them, go ahead and blow that out. Yeah, go for that. That's fine. But if we could get, if we could just like do a petition maybe and get rid of the whole like singing happy birthday thing, I would love that. I don't know anybody who likes it, so I don't know why it continues. And every year I ask if we could skip that part, and my family insists on continuing it, so... Yeah. And I know it's always funny when it happens to somebody, not you, to embarrass them in the restaurant with the song and have the waiters sing it, but it is is pretty bad, especially in the restaurant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It uh, doesn't make me happy. It is not a happy (laughs) birthday at that point. So yeah, it was a good birthday. I think um, some of it will continue because I'm still getting presents days later. And my mom and I are going to do a like, meet up on the patio with our masks on this weekend. So well, that'll be fun. Yeah, just another opportunity to, you know, see my family, but, you know, not get sung to. Yeah, <laughs> I have my presents late, so it'll be there one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was supposed to have been there and uh, it shipped. And I laugh because I think it's coming from Utah, but it shipped and that's all it says. There's no updates from there. So it's a surprise for everybody. It's going to be a surprise for us all. That drove me crazy with the post office (laughs) through the whole holiday season. I still have something that I ordered in December that has not showed up yet. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. It is showing as it shipped and it checked into the first place. It was coming from New York. It checked into, I want to say Massachusetts for whatever reason in Boston. And then it's gone nowhere since then. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like trouble. So eventually I ended up having good luck with like Christmas gifts and stuff like that. There was um, one gift that I had ordered for my niece that I didn't think was going to come in time, but it actually made it on the day that I needed it to. So that ended up working out. But I've noticed that like this is totally first world problems, but I noticed that you know, for the holidays with all the extra shipping that everybody was doing, especially because of COVID, they usually hire more drivers for Amazon. Mm-hmm. 
And for some reason, um, with our the way my apartment is set up, instead of having direct deliveries to the doors or to the like mailboxes, there's actually a package room in the parking garage. And if the Amazon driver comes, they're supposed to follow like a certain protocol when they check in and deposit the gifts. So if they don't follow that protocol, then as a resident, I would normally not get notified that something's sitting there for me. So with all the different drivers that have been coming through, I've been noticing that someone will tell me, hey, um, I'm not sure if you saw, but your delivery from me arrived and it says it's in your package room. And more than once I've had to say, thank you for telling me that because I didn't get enough. <laughs> Our complex just started telling the companies to deliver it directly to the door because they would not hold anything anymore. They just gave up. Yep. They had taken away. <laughs> Somebody broke into the uh, mail receptacles and broke hmm. off all the locks. So all packages were going to the office and you had to make an appointment because they're not opened. You had to make an appointment to go get your packages and it was irritating them. So they finally were just like, we've uh, informed everybody all pack gates will be open between these hours. They'll be delivered to your door. We're not going to accept any more packages. And I said, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember you saying you actually found one of your packages in the trash. Yes, my mom's. I laughed because I didn't tell her it was hers, but they put it in. We have valet trash outside of our door. And my I couldn't find this package. It said it was here and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And I don't know what made me look in that dumpster, but there it was sitting in there <laughs> with a bunch of trash. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So you've published book three. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited. I am really proud of the book just in general, but I feel like a huge weight is like lifted off of my shoulders, just knowing that people were reading book two and asking when is book three going to come out? Right. And like a year later, I finally did. <laughs> That's amazing. So have you started writing something new? Or are you taking a break? I am writing something new. I'm already <laughs> about 30,000 to a new story, which was partially the fault of NaNoWriMo back in November. Once I realized that I'm capable of writing 50,000 words in a month, suddenly I kind of had to like check myself and say, well, if you know you can do that, then there's nothing actually holding you back from <laughs> continuing that in other months. Right. So yeah, once everything was sort of set with book three, um, Starkiller, I knew that like once I submitted it to Amazon, I was going to do a final read with my draft copy of it once it came in the mail. So other than that, I've been at least setting a goal to write about a thousand words a day in the new project that I'm working on. So yeah, so far it's about 30,000 words and my goal is to continue with that one until it's like in really good shape. And then I did this, I don't know, this is like obnoxious, I think of me. But you know how like when you're writing something and you kind of get to a place where you're not sure where to take it next. So you kind of hit a wall. Mm -hmm. So then when I was working on book three, I had kind of started writing this new project as like my distraction piece so that when I was hitting walls with book three, I would just turn and write a couple things in this. So now that I'm specifically focusing on the new project, I'm like, should I start a, another side project for when I need a distraction? <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, but my goal is to obviously produce more than just book three this year. So I'd like to at least minimally publish two more books from here to the end of the year. That's my goal. 
It's a good goal. What genre yeah. is the new book going to be in? I guess it's kind of like possibly, I'm not sure, paranormal fiction maybe. Okay. But the book that I'm currently writing is essentially a superhero story. I wanted to tell like a superhero story, but from like the best friend's perspective, not from the superhero's perspective. Okay. So that's the premise for this one. And then I know that sort of on the back burner, I've got a fantasy story that I just need to really finish. Like it's already 140,000 words and I just need to conclude it. (laughs) (laughs) So it would be the other side project that I'll work on. That's awesome. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. I I failed NaNoWriMo, of course. (laughs) I did really good at first. And then my first break, I never got back to it. It just Mm -hmm. didn't happen. But did you give up? It's still sitting there. I had plenty of thoughts. I just got sidetracked and then I wanted to redo it and once I gutted it and started to redo it then I just lost all steam and it's still sitting there (laughs) I'm actually going to get to it (laughs) is that on your goals list for this year or what are some of your goals it is on my goals list this year my goals because I don't know where we're gonna be we're still gonna be stuck at home 90% of the year which it's starting to feel Mm -hmm. like it's probably going to be um I am I have become obsessed with charcuterie boards. So I have been playing around with making charcuterie boards. I follow all the Instagrams, all the big Instagrams of them. I get all excited every time they post, here's a new one. So I've been playing with that. That's a goal. Um, I am taking an online class for um, floral arrangement. Fun. Yeah. Really just little crafty things I'm doing. Baking. Trying to get back into baking more than I have been. Fun. So, yeah. That's about all I've really got. So, back to the charcuterie boards. Uh-huh. How does that work exactly? Like, <laughs> are you finding different like meats and cheeses and like different items to add to the board yeah um a couple of them you know they break down what they're putting on there so i try and mix and match i'm really picky about everything on there i'm not as adventurous with meats yeah i i've some of the meats they put on there i'm like no i just can't imagine me putting that in my face so that's been hard for me (laughs) um cheese I will eat all the cheese and crackers, and I'll eat a lot of the fruits, but yeah, it's the meat that's been hard for me. And a lot of, of course, charcuterie boards have a lot of nuts, and I'm allergic, so oh, yeah. I haven't been adding those. <laughs> but when I finally let somebody sample my board, I'll put some nuts on it. Sure. So is the goal presentation, or is it like... Yes. Got yes. It. There are some that I follow on Instagram and they do these beautiful boards and they cut shapes up. They make their own crackers and tortillas and they cut shapes into them all and theme everything. And they cut shapes into the cheese and the breeze got all kinds of shapes cut into it. And I'm like, I'm not that fancy at the moment. (laughs) You're working up to that part? I'm working up to that part. (laughs) I do not want to be that person that's anally sitting there cutting out leaves because somebody did she did her fall one her halloween thanksgiving was nightmare on elm street night excuse me nightmare before christmas and she carved jack skellington into the brie and then she all the cheese were cut out as jack skellington and she decorated them the crackers were all leaves that she she cut and shaped she did tortillas that she cut and 
colored and I'm like I am not that ambitious <laughs> I am like that is way too, much, way too much for me I will be stressed <laughs> what about you what kind of goals do you have um similar to you like I know that it's sort of dependent on what's happening with COVID but obviously finishing and publishing two more books is a big item on my list. I would actually really like to be able to travel at some point. Right. So I don't know if it's I feel like it's too early to like have that as a official item on the list. But you know, it's it's there in the back of my mind. Like, if it was possible, I would like to do that. Yes. <laughs> I know somebody had said that they heard that um, the convention center was canceling all their events for the year. And I'm like, that's really going to suck if Phoenix Comic Con gets canceled or Fan Fusion gets canceled. But I'm kind of expecting to hear it get canceled. Summer. Yeah, everything feels like it's on a TBD. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm like, we're in January and they've made absolutely no announcements for anything. So I kind of expect it to cancel. That and they said some places are going to require you to have the vaccine before you can go. So that would also okay. suck for me at this time because my doctor doesn't want me to have it just yet. Mm -hmm. He wants to see how the first round goes before he authorizes with my immune system to do it. So yeah so that's also on the tbd list yes what did you decide was your word for the year my word for the year is focus because i lost my focus last year completely i a lot of it's chemo brain um because i can't focus my brain just wanders but then some of it's just that i'm home all the time and i'm bored but i can't focus on anything because i'm so bored to be at being home. Mm. Well, that was my word. So we're working on it. <laughs> did you choose a word this year? I did. I chose rise as my word for the year. That's a good word. I feel like, yeah, it kind of represents like just the idea that I've, I feel like I've put a foundation for, you know, the things that I want to do with my writing. So from there, I would like to use some of the things that I learned last year in 2020 to rise and sort of like up my game right? as a writer, um, as an ability to produce, you know, multiple books a year. And then I'd also like to amp up, you know, some of the things that I'm doing on my website to just promote like the writing and maybe some merch items or something like that related to it. So just kind of taking things to the next level. Yeah, definitely. You want to up your TikToks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. So occasionally I'll put like the TikToks on my Instagram reels, but there's a lot more TikToks that are just on my TikTok account alone. Yeah. And it cracks me up when I find new ones that I want to do because <laughs> like my I think my whole algorithm is just like if it makes me laugh then I'm you know that's it's going to be on my for you page <laughs> right my for you page is um farm animals um <laughs> there's some cats still and thirst boys every once in a while show up but it's not like it used to be so yeah it's a lot of farm animals there's a lot of pigs for some reason <laughs> I'm like, a lot of people own pigs. <laughs> Who knew? I know. I'm like, wow. A lot of people own pigs and do uh, TikToks for them. Yeah, I would say my For You page is definitely a lot of Star Wars 
fellow authors. There's some Harry Potter stuff. I have to go searching for it though, most more than likely. So it's mostly like Star Wars. And I think I kind of broke the algorithm when they released the second season of The Mandalorian because almost every other video is someone in a Mando costume. <laughs> I get a lot of the thirst trap Mando. Yeah. And I'm always like, all right then. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. <laughs> I still get a lot of baby Yoda too. I save a lot of TikToks for the sounds because I'm like, I'm going to try this with Barnes. But he isn't very cooperative most of the time. It does not thrill him. So I have to I have to try and get him doing something that'll work. <laughs> well, he's a feisty baby anyway. I entered him in the cutest pet contest for Phoenix Magazine today. <laughs> oh, fun. And now I'm going to be spamming everybody when it goes live for voting on the 15th because my boy needs to win because he is the cutest damn animal <laughs> i think he's gonna win so yeah. we'll just i'll make sure that i yeah. vote for him yes <laughs> he's gonna be like leave me alone <laughs> he is cute yeah and i'm hoping some of our goals um some of my goals anyway is that uh we can get our patreon going again for this podcast and i look at it i look at it probably weekly and think about it. And then I don't do anything with it. So we need to rise and focus so that yep, we can make that a goal again. <laughs> yes. We had great intentions for the Patreon when we initially launched it, but we didn't really promote it as much and put time and effort into it. So I'm not surprised that we need to <laughs> refocus on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we're doing pretty good. Um, I mean, we had we had quite a few months where we didn't do anything at all. So we're getting back into the groove. We've got a cool guest coming up. So that's why this one's going to be pretty short because we have another one coming up. Yep. That'll be fun. Yeah. More on that. Yeah. I read his stuff last night, actually. All right. So, Stephanie, what are you geeking out about this week? This week, I am geeking out about two things. Um, one of them is the Cobra Kai season three on Netflix. I have been basically binge watching that because Cobra Kai is honestly my favorite. And this season, semi-spoiler alert, they are repackaging it how... <laughs> Daniel is actually the bully and so I'm kind of loving that twist because now it sort of makes it canon in the Karate Kid slash Cobra Kai universe um, and a lot of my Instagram right now is things all about Cobra Kai. I just love that show so I have not watched Cobra Kai yet. I'm just waiting for you to join the party because it's pure like 80s nostalgia camp and it's you know a little bit cheesy but in a fun way so you're just having a good time and you get like invested in these characters and you want to see Johnny who was previously thought of as the bad guy you just want to see him like win at some point so I highly recommend it (laughs) (laughs) and then the other thing that I am geeking out about is I have joined the many many people that are talking about Bridgerton a friend of mine on Twitter said hey Steph you need to watch this and she hasn't steered me wrong in any of her previous suggestions so I went ahead and started streaming it on Netflix and that's another one that totally got me hooked just like a lot of people are talking about so I watched that whole season in probably two and a half days <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's another one I haven't started yet. Please do so that we can talk about it because it's fascinating. Yes, I will. I keep meaning to and then I get distracted by something stupid on TV at night. Usually some rerun of some Mm -hmm. sort. And the next thing I know, it's uh, 11 o'clock and I'm like, I gotta go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the cool things that I really appreciate about Bridgerton is that you go into it and you have certain expectations that are not met. Like it's not what you think it's going to be in a good way. And it's a Shonda Rhimes production. So I think that she just has like a history of great television making and it's seen in the episodes, I feel like of this series, but also, you know, there is such a diverse, racially diverse cast that is part of Bridgerton and it's never like addressed or made note of it's just an assumption that it doesn't matter what your race is you're part of this like broader Bridgerton universe and it doesn't matter and I really love that part too yeah you know it does look good I'm getting there I'm getting there I'll probably watch it honestly before I watch Cobra Kai I don't know what it is about That's Cobra Kai. Fair. I do want to watch it, but then I go to turn it on and I'm like, I'm just not that invested enough to watch it yet. <laughs> so I skip it again. <laughs> That's okay. I think Bridgerton will be worth it. Yes. So what are you geeking out about this week? I'm geeking out that we have the opportunity to screen the movie Love and Monsters that just came out with Dylan O'Brien. And oh, right. it's out on Blu-ray. It's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's about a young man who makes a dangerous journey in a monster-infested world to be at the girl of his dreams. I look at it and I'm, it kind of reminds me of Zombieland. But more, it's, it's monsters. And I just keep thinking... We would be dead already if it was us, so we would not be deciding that we're going to crawl out of the hole that we've been hiding in, because that's where he is hiding, is in a hole, and going to find right. the love of our life, because, well, quite honestly, they're probably dead, too. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Tom Hiddleston, but when the apocalypse happens, you're probably going to be dead, so. <laughs> yeah. I think we've discussed that in depth more than once that the apocalypse is just not meant for us. So (laughs) it is not. It is sad, but it is not. Can't relate. But good for them for having love that will span an apocalypse, I guess. Exactly. (laughs) And uh, Michael Rooker's in it. So every time I hear it, I'm all Yondu! (laughs) Never Mary Poppins, y'all. Anything but be Yondu for me. I think you win your heart with that role. He did, and I don't know why, because he's a big blue bully with gross teeth, but <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but we do have five copies of Love and Monsters that we are going to give away on our social media. We have not quite decided what each giveaway is going to be, but it will be posted within the next couple of days. So watch our Twitter at Junkies Pop. J-U-N-K-E-E-S pop and our Instagram and Facebook and it's your chance to win a copy of this movie. Pretty sweet deal. I saw the trailer for the movie. It actually does look really cute. So it does. I think I'm going to be excited to watch it regardless. Yes. Yes. That is uh, on my list for this week is to watch that one. So it looks fun. I'm excited. We don't have a lot of new movies that we get to get too excited for. I mean, we did have Wonder Woman, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Loved it so much. Everybody was so down on it, but I'm like, it wasn't that bad. Everybody wanted the first movie again. It, it wasn't. It was more funny than the first movie. But I think my only problem was is I don't think they formatted it for TV. So a lot of the CGI looked really overly CGI'd. Did it? Yeah. But I still liked it. I cried. I did too. Not deny it. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Big ugly tear. <laughs> Yeah, I was secretly glad that they had to release it digitally so that no one would have to see me crying in the movie theater. That was a bonus for me personally. Yes. I tweeted about it that it honestly didn't matter if it was like Diana Prince reading a phone book. Like I was going to love it regardless. Yes. But yeah, there has been a lot of conversation about it, negative reviews and people like poking at it, which is fine. Everybody can have their opinion, but. I honestly don't care. Like, I loved it, and I'm excited to see where the Wonder Woman universe will go in the future. I am, too. People expected too much out of a superhero movie. It's a superhero movie. It isn't supposed to be deep. (laughs) But I've missed going to the movies, so I am glad that we are starting to get new movies, even if we're having to watch them at home. Yeah. Now I'm just waiting for them to do something with uh, Black Widow, because... I am very anxious for that. (laughs) Yes, I am excited for that too. All of the fun things are slowly starting to trickle out, like WandaVision starting. And so hopefully by the time they get Black Widow ready for us, you know, it'll be a different situation in the world. I agree. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for WandaVision on Friday too. Yeah, that'll be fun. So this was just our little uh, happy New Year's and brief catch up with everybody since we're going to have another episode coming out pretty quick right behind this one. But we wanted to just take a moment to catch up, let you know about our giveaway that's coming up. And we hope you have a wonderful New Year and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 